I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We are live. Cue the happy music. Everybody likes good music. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio Live, right here on C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, NewAttitudeMedia.com, and all points in between. I'm Stan Grubb, and my tag team partner joining me, as always, Brian Taylor. Brian, that's your cue. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. Hey, hey, it's Brian. Hey, hey it's me, hey, Mario. <laughs> no, wait, I'm Mario. It's me, Mario. It's me. Oh, all right, that's uh, that's another takedown notice. Damn it, it's getting them all. Why don't I have a target that stocks stuff like these other targets? I did on the radio. Yeah. All right, Stan. So let's uh, let's let's get the serious business out the way first, I guess. Yeah, we we do have some uh, business to attend to here. I'm gonna I'm in the process kind of relocating my my computer here. Um, we did get some unfortunate news uh, this week: the untimely passing of Porkchop Johnson, uh, one of UCW's most popular and uh, charismatic talents. Uh, we found out about his passing late. Brian, was it Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, I'd say probably. I want to say Tuesday morning, maybe, or what? maybe Wednesday, one to two. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely early, early on uh, Tuesday when we found out. It was shocking, or early morning to Wednesday rather. Um, shocking to say the least. Uh, I know for those that are curious, it was something to do with. Uh, medical condition, a diabetic uh, coma, sadly. Um, he was young, though, like super young. We're talking yes. 32 years old, which is uh, way too young to uh, have to have to go. And it's, well, there's just no easy way to say it, man. It's just damn sad. Um, we're, we're certainly going to miss him. And uh, we do want to pay our respects in the proper traditional way. And so what I have done is I have located a 10-bell salute for us. And what I'm going to do is go ahead and And I'm going to go ahead and play that for us now. So uh, if you could, I'm going to dedicate a uh, 
10 bell to our good friend pork chop said a 10 bell salute a, a, a moment of uh, remembrance for for uh, pork chop Johnson um, as I said it before uh, it's just um, alarming to uh, find out about uh, the passing of, of pork chop but uh, we will definitely miss him you know Brian I can think of the first time I actually met him was uh, my brother told me about it to uh, tell me that he was a wrestler, told me he knew him, he had worked with him. And so I hit him up just like uh, I would anybody else. It's like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? I'm, I'm Stan, I'm Steve's brother, and I got a podcast. And he's like, yeah, 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 thanks for being a fan. <laughs> this like, kind, of, kind of blew me off. <laughs> you know, um, and then we, as fate would have it, you know, a couple years later, we, we met him at uh, – Gosh, where were we? We were in Ashland for UCW when we first met Porkchop. Um, what a guy, man. He just, damn, just lit up a, a locker room. Um, he cared genuinely about the company, about his coworkers. Um, I, I, can't, I can't think of enough good, well, no, no, no. I can think of too many good memories, you know what I mean? There's so many uh, of just Porkchop showing up early, helping to set up the ring leaving late to help tear down, um, taking pictures with kids, my kids, um, my younger two, who absolutely were crushed when I told them this weekend the news. Um, you know, wrestling, we we get the, the misfortune, unfortunately, for having to deal with losses of our, of our heroes, right? And then it hits even harder when it's somebody that we knew and we worked with um man what a it is a tremendous loss uh to to lose poor chop uh yeah uh that one kind of stung quite a bit um had the pleasure of calling multiple matches uh the pleasure of just sitting down talking to him he always had a smile always had good things to say um, uh, I mean he was infectious right so he's just yeah. one of these guys that um, I mean he had he had that personality um, that whenever he entered the room the room lit up yeah um, you know anytime his music hit uh, the fans responded, you know, and as soon as he come in the room, um, they really responded. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this, again, this one's going to sting for quite a while. 
yeah, it will not be the same. When when things get back up and moving for UCW and it's time to, uh, you know, <laughs> to get ready. And, you know, Rob and I will definitely miss trying to get you to bark along with them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, may, maybe, maybe, maybe the first time once Virginia gets off its ass and reopens things. Yeah. Um, maybe for him... I'll give you a bark. How about that? <laughs> oh, wow. To, to open a show. Yeah. And uh, we'll go from there. You know, the the coolest thing, and I was thinking about it, and actually I talked to um, Max Morrison about it the other day. The thing I remember the most about pork chop was bacon and eggs versus noise pollution at the oh, yeah. Hoops Academy. The headbutt. Yeah, where they were trading headbutts. They went back and forth for three headbutts in a row. First one, everybody's, ooh, ah. Second one, same thing. Third one, all of a sudden you hear this just thud, man. It was like Max described it perfectly. He said it was like the smashing of a pumpkin. (laughs) It was just, it was like the sickening thud of both of them go down. And uh, I remember instantly, we're calling commentary, and we're like, oh, Max is – somebody needs to go check on Max because <laughs> Max was busted busted open right on his nose. Um, yeah. So that – and, I, I, you know, I hope Max doesn't doesn't hurt me for saying this, <laughs> you know, for, for his injury he sustained. But – so I, I have a few – there are a few times that, like, literally, just there, the 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 noise is so deafening. You know what I'm saying? It's just something different to certain blows. Yeah, definitely. That um, you have to include them in highlight clips, right? And I do. You know, TV, you know, I, I produce a TV and I do, sometimes I do the little videos and the little promo clips and all this other stuff. And I mean, that literally has to be one of the, the, the clips, the go-to clips. Oh, yeah. You know, with that headbutt and then you can just tell... By the way, Porkchop just kind of, like, falls, <laughs> like, straight backwards. Yeah. And, you know, Max does the same. It, it's just, you know, again, no offense to Max for, because I think what he sustained the injury. Uh, oh, it was a fractured orbital bone. Yeah. But it is, it, it's just a perfect clip um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm trying to think if pork chop is in my other one too. Uh, it's a chop and an orange. Um, oh, I think that was him and was that him and Max again trading it up? Or was no, it no, it's him not Max. No, it's uh, one of I think one of the shadows. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That one reverber- reverberated off of the ceiling of the yes. uh, pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so I and you know again so there's Porkchop and you know he's in two clips two go to clips just 
And again, it's not so much what happens. Mm-hmm. It's the noise that that occurs that just makes them, you know, highlights. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the matchup between he and Big Stuff for the title, where, no, I'm sorry, him and Bravo. Him and Bravo for the title, where we thought we were going to have a new champ. I mean, it was it was it was a roll up. He had boxed him in, and then all of a sudden, the music hits, and we thought, "Holy crap, we've got a new champion." Um, he was that close, and honestly, one of the kinds of guys that you know, we talk about it in the grand scheme of, of wrestling history. Um, Porkchop was one of those guys that didn't have to be champion to be like the main star kind of thing. But in that moment, I remember us thinking, wow, he could he could do that. He could be that guy. Well, I, I mean, um, that match uh, that you were just talking about, that was down at, what, the Homestead, right? The yeah, point. yeah, the Homestead. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, um, I follow UCW, um, we, had, we went to a convention – we put on a show, and it's a hidden gem, right? So it's one of these shows that we have in our archives that mm-hmm. you know we've thought about releasing bits and pieces, um, you know, through, throughout the years, and maybe one day, you know, we'll we'll put it out there. But so literally, you're talking a group of people that are in their thirties, forties on up maybe a little bit younger mm-hmm. not a lot of kids if any and pork chop has to walk what can only be described as the royal rumble walk <laughs> and so he starts at the end of this nice long room and you know the music hits and he starts, he's coming down, and by the time he hits the ring, God, I, I don't know, 70, 50, 60 yards, maybe. Mm-hmm. And by the time he hits the ring, you know, people are cheering for him, people are clapping for him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people are patting him on the back, high-fiving, and, like, literally, you know, I, I, I'd be shocked if 20% of the room watched wrestling. Well, and that was the coolest part, because you remember, we had everybody walking in the same way. They had two different entrances for, for good guys and bad guys, which I, I, I will say that's one of the things I enjoyed about there. We had it set up different. Um, but remember, we were, we were trying to get everything ready, and we said, no, 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 no. He's got to walk in different than everybody else. Uh-huh. And so, because I, I don't know what it was. We could just tell that, because remember, he was, he was mingling in the crowd. Uh-huh. And people were just drawn to him. He just had that, like you said, infectious personality where they just wanted to be around him. Uh-huh. And so he goes, and, and this this room that Brian's talking about is a ballroom, but it's like a, oh gosh, it's gigantic. It's almost like an expo hall. Yeah. Um, and again, it, this room's big enough to, that, you know, this is like one of these two, three rooms combined that they have to pull out. Uh, yeah. 
uh, pull out the uh, dividers, you know, for, for conventions. They can easily, uh, you know, pull them out and put them back. And I remember him, I remember when, when he came through and in your dude, you you hit the nail on the head, like grown, grown ass adults, old women. I mean, they didn't matter. Everybody wanted to be near him as he's walking to the ring. And when he got to the ring to take on Jeff, it was like, it didn't matter. Like these were non-wrestling fans when we first got there. I remember how like it it was kind of intimidating because these people just didn't care. So it was like, man, how do you, how do you pop this crowd? "Ah, We'll just get pork chop. And it worked. (laughs) It was, it was, it was, it was gold. It's gold, Jerry. Yeah. I mean, literally you have, a Elvis impersonator. Uh, mm-hmm. You have comedians. You, I mean, you have all this other stuff. And I want to say, was it uh, there was somebody that was like doing an act or something? And I mean, stopped for poor chop. And it it was just it was weird. And again, you wouldn't expect it because. Uh, <laughs> You know, again, 20, 20% of the crowd, maybe, if that, you know, were probably wrestling fans. I mean, if you consider it, like, uh, there's the Elvis impersonators, and they were they were into it. Like, they, they were happy. They dug it from start to finish. But, I mean, you had Christian, um, Christian Bible reading groups that would come to your state for your, your county fair and do, like, Bible studies with you. They had... Um, they had zoologists that would bring animals, of course. Uh, what? Oh, they had that big robot, remember? Like that Rocky Five robot or Rocky uh-huh. Four robot. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but it was all of these things, all these different attractions. And for it, it's this wrestling magic, man. It's the best way I could describe it. Like time stood still. There we are just sitting there like, wow, this is, this is really happening. This is cool. And we had the good fortune to be able to film it. So we got to watch all of it and just take it all in. And just be like, wow, this is, it was really something. Yeah. And, and again, you know, it's a, it's a hidden gem. It's, we have been in a vault. And, you know, just, but just, uh, again, just one of those um, things that happened that you weren't expecting, you were hoping for. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, sure enough, because of Chop, he makes it, he, he, you know, he made it happen. Well, and then if you think about that, we go to that event. We do the event there in uh, Homestead. And because of that show, we were booked in like three or four different counties that we had never been to before. Um, Tazewell, um, uh, uh, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Yep. Which, to date, I still think is my favorite run of shows just because of how cohesive it felt. Well, I mean... You still have to remember by then we were hitting a stride. And, Definitely were, yeah. I agree. Know, then, then COVID hit and <laughs> we shall see. The balls. <laughs> yes. um, it can't be overstated just how much meaning that pork chop had on our company and uh, on us oh, well, learning. So, so let, let me do this. I'll do this. Just, you know. Um, so it shouldn't be under, uh, understated what Port Chop meant not only to, to us, mm-hmm. but 
to every company he worked for. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, so <clears throat> I follow certain people on uh, Facebook, and the day the world found out that he passed, I was happened to pass him through. Um, one of the guys that I like to watch uh, his matches. Uh, he wrestles out of BCW, I think it is, uh, out of uh, Virginia Beach area. Mm -hmm. Irving Legends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I hadn't really seen much out of Irving uh, lately as far as social media. And when I happened to pass, you know, he looked upset. I stopped, sure enough. You know, he was upset over pork chop, so... You know, uh, poor chop. He was just one of those special guys, and from UCW to Classic Pro mm -hmm. to uh, you know what BCW, all over. Uh, I think he was in North Carolina. GXW. Um, yeah. Um, so for, I mean, the entire family's hurting. Um, fans are hurting his family's hurting uh, his wrestling family is hurting um, and you're not going to get that from everybody you know Poor Chop was just he's one in a million yeah yeah he really was um, <clears throat> and uh, I think it's uh, it's a good good observation you bring out it's one of those people that you I don't think you'll find anyone anyone that'll have a negative thing to say at all about pork chop. Um, well, you know, we had we had people that we've worked with in the past that that me personally I just can't stand. But if you remember in conversations we would have with the roster, just passing conversation, he would be that one guy. I'd be like, ah, you know, they're all right. You know what I mean? Like you could, he would agree with you, but then he'd be like, but look, they're not that bad. And he would be that kind of person to kind of bring you back down to earth and go, yeah, you're right. It's all just. You know, it's all just nonsense when you really think about it. Here's him looking at the reality of life and just saying, you know, it's just too short to hold grudges and too short to be angry. Um, and, God, he made it easy to be happy. <laughs> he definitely did. Um, I know I know I'll miss the hell out of him. And the show won't be the same without him. No. Uh, so, and he's been a guest. So. Yeah, yeah, we've had the good fortune to talk to him. Both professionally, um, hey, I mean, he we, he even really kind of helped us out in kind of learning learning our way. Um, because hey, you know, Brian, you've had the good fortune to do it from two different sides of the of the curtain, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. You got a chance to referee early, mm -hmm. and then to come back to it and to do broadcasting is like, and you can let me know if I'm wrong on this, but it's almost like relearning it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's. The uh, different sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, being an in-ring participant and then having to watch and try and keep up with the action. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I did, like I said, I, w I had talked to Max the other day, and I'll use this opportunity to transition into kind of a shameless plug because this was kind of a cool experience. Social disturbancing back on the air. And... Friday night, broadcasting through Twitch. Um, they did. It was uh, Max Morrison, uh, Ryan 
I want to say Nuzi, I think it's how his last name is pronounced, N-U-Z-Z-I. And uh, also they had a special guest in, uh, in one member of the Golden Pinky Society, Benjamin Banks. And uh, they also had a standout, a guy that uh, we've watched in many capacities, Dewan O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Now, Brian, uh, here's... Formerly a juggernaut, for those that don't know. That's right, former UCW heavyweight champion. And, uh, hey, here's where the gossip train starts. Uh-oh. Dewan O'Neill is, and, and we've, we've talked about it, hell of a talent. And the guy is just so exciting to watch. Just, it brings a certain energy to him. But uh, I wasn't aware, and uh, why not talk about it, and at least in, in gist, in, in, in essence here, states that he actually reached out to his lordship, apologized for things that happened in the past, and said that he, he hopes to uh, get back to work real soon. That's an exciting prospect. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's 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 a big talent, yes. especially on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, what what better way though to get into his lordship's crawl? <laughs> to, uh, you know, maybe sneak O'Neill into the building, and you know. oh my god, I do you think he and Ethan Cross talk at all? No, bro, we're not we're not going to discuss what <laughs> Ethan Cross may do on his time off. I'm just saying. I mean, the the UCW heavyweight champ, longest reigning UCW heavyweight champ, might I add. Well, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I would think Ethan ought to be getting. Close by the default here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, I don't make the rules. (laughs) I I know. I I understand you don't make the rules. I I mean, in the books, there will be an asterisk that says COVID. Oh, oh, okay. I believe Ethan is probably closing on the longest reigning. What a difference. What a difference there is in you, sir. And just your support for the champ, Ethan Cross. What do you mean? I mean, it was only, we I would say eight months ago, where you were saying, hey, you put some respect on that name when you say it. Yeah, but so, 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 what, what do you want me to do? You want me to, like, cook the books? You know what I'm Ooh, saying? Cook the books? No, no, sir. No, is sir. That, I would what, never want you to do that. You and, you know, his Lord's booty that you like to travel. <laughs> oh. Is that what y'all want me to do? Oh, you wow. As, as, a, as a historian, UCW, you know, the one that gets the, the bid, you know, the, the shows that keeps track of stuff like this. You want me to just, just uh, uh, ignore COVID? <laughs> Far be it. Far be it, sir, for me. To ask a or, purist like yourself. Or, or, <laughs> or, would you much rather have Ethan be the stand-up gentleman that he is? Indeed he and is. say, yes, I am the longest reigning UCW champion. However, asterisk, COVID. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You know, I, I think you're right. I, I will give you that. Thank I think you. he Thank would you. probably say, hey, you know, it's not my fault COVID happened, but the reality is it did. 
and he would probably acknowledge it. I'll give you credit on that. I'll say I'll say you're right. You know, yeah, here's the bad part, right? So apparently this wrench has not left the location where I, uh, you know, park my butt to do this, this show. <laughs> Big shock. It hasn't moved. Yeah, I still <laughs> have the wrench. Well, good, good. In good. hand. Oh, oh, in hand. Oh, oh can you hit the mic? Can you hit the mic? Can you don't, hear? don't hit the equipment. That's the gears turning. <laughs> you need that equipment to broadcast. Don't hit the equipment. So, anyway, but, uh, you know, what, what 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 do you and his lordship want? I mean, you're trying to screw him out of, you know, the title when, you know. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not trying to screw him out of the title. You're, you're such a. Ah, see. Ethan Cross you're is a man's Stooge man. You're called number one for a reason. Ooh, ooh. Is that what I mean, what I am in your phone? Stooge number yes, one? Stooge number one. <laughs> it's no longer you're probably You're probably that. Uh, divorce phone too. Ah, uh, you know that wouldn't surprise me. Stan, Stan asterisk Stooge one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the ring. Stan the Stooge. <laughs> Hi everybody. Hi. <laughs> I'd be that guy. I'd be the one they'd be like accusing of being a Make a Wish Foundation entry. Hi everybody. So, but, uh, you know, hopefully when we get back and running, we'll hopefully get the Golden Pinky Society oh, absolutely. Um, back in action. I'd uh, love to see O'Neill back in action. Um, so, you know, some that have been with us at one time or another to slide back into the fold. I mean, it's it's a business of what have you done for me lately? No, man, that's not that. Let's... See, you now you're so? talking like a chapping Oh, here we go again. Now you're just name-calling, sir, and nothing good comes from name-calling. I know, I like name-calling. You know <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like a man unless I'm name-calling, damn it. Unless I'm name-calling. <laughs> Look a, at this, this guy. This is my sandbox, and you're eating sand. Damn. <laughs> I don't like sand, sir. Eat it. Oh, jeez. So, but you know, again, so if, if business can be done, let's do business. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's um, it's one of those things where we are of the mind of never say never, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if supposedly Vince can never say never, um, maybe he'll maybe he'll get uh, Ryback back. You know? Oh, maybe, oh how, <laughs> how cool would that be to have Ryback like number twenty nine in the upcoming Royal Rumble? Only in the Thunderdome could you pull off a pop for that. Oh, God, blast, man. <laughs> if it was with a live crowd, could you imagine the booze? Rey Mysterio oh, would finally feel like, oh, my God, God I'm off the hook. <laughs> Jeez, man, you had to bring up the Thunderdome. When is the Rumble? Next week? That's right, next week. All right, so. Royal don't Rumble. Even we're not, don't even say we're not doing it because I think we always do the Rumble. Yeah, I think we should simulcast the Rumble. I think that's one yeah. of our favorites to simulcast, even if it's a yeah. damn train wreck. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know, I, I think we do normally do the Rumble. Um, in the past, we have. I know that for sure. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but how is that going to work in the Thunderdome? I mean, the the cool thing about the Rumble is the long ass entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, 
energy from the crowd when somebody comes out that you know you weren't expecting at all like aj so i've seen i've seen was it uh 2016 uh yeah his untold uh, documentary yeah 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 so i've seen a lot of that floating around and you know literally the way it goes for those that never that, that didn't see it is uh, Roman Reigns is in the ring by himself. Mm-hmm. He, I forget who, he either drew one or two, somebody else drew the other number. I forget who it was, but, you know, basically chucks him out. It's kind of waiting. Uh, next thing you know, music hits. Every, you know, people stand. Roman has got, like, this bewildered look on his face. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, then AJ's uh, Titantron, where they spell out the words, mm. come across, and you know, then here he comes, and you can't really tell it's him at first because he got the little hood up. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not if you're not paying attention, notice the tattoo or his boots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're like, uh, who's this guy? And then you know, he does the whole fireworks and throws the hood back, and the the crowd literally just goes. Bananas, bonkers. Banana. Edge is, yeah, Edge is another one. Yep. What? Uh, two years ago. Uh, or last. Last year. year. Last. You know, it's right, it seems year. like an eternity. Twenty twenty did yeah. seem like five years all by itself. Well, I, I think <laughs> I think it threw me because it had a crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. That so that would be one of the last official pay per views, probably with the crowd. Because they would have started shutting down soon after that. Because WrestleMania didn't have a crowd. That's right. So, um, the I was actually at the last Monday Night Raw that had a crowd. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was thanks, thanks for not getting us tickets. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, this crazy, wacky friendship ride that we've been on goes back hmm, decades. Hmm. I mean, hey, it's not backlash, but you're right. It was a Monday night. And, and up until this point, we've only screwed each other over one time apiece. <laughs> oh wow! So now I'm and, now I'm up and, one. Sweet. And mind you, yes, now you're up one. And mind you, we did tell you we were going to DC to get the tickets. I I honestly don't recall that. It doesn't mean you didn't do it. I just don't remember. But my memory is yes. shot now. Anyway, I'm a bitter because, old man. Because literally we drove up here like, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning to stand at the box office at the Verizon Center to get these stupid tickets and see Colburn. Now, when you guys went to get your tickets, when you guys went to pick them up, is that where uh, Backland slapped the chicken wing on Mike? No, that was at the event. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's actually at the event that we didn't get to go to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, y'all had the close encounter with the star. Yeah. That's the one we told you we were going, and neither one of you wanted tickets. Which to me seems really odd that we would say, no, we don't want tickets. Uh, No, because if you couldn't afford them, you couldn't afford them. That's true. They were costly back then. We told you, and you just didn't tell us back. Well, I seem to recall tickets back then being ridiculous expensive. I do know you two could afford front row tickets one time and didn't even bother to ask about a third. Are you talking about the SmackDown seats? Yeah, and you know. Oh, that had nothing to do with me. Don't even bring it here. (laughs) You know 
I'm good for it. Hey, I would never question whether or not you, sir, are good for tickets. No, no. That's how never. the doctor rolls. <laughs> Damn. He's the doctor now. The doctor is in. So, Brian, all of this shenanigans, here we are. You know, we're talking about my favorite event of the year for WWE every year. And yes, most years it disappoints. That's true. Now, but, you know, honestly, so, so let me just cut in real quick. I, I'll, I'll shut up after this. Uh, so the men's rumble to me normally is good enough to where I forget the rest of the paper. Oh, ah, okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I can, I can get with, I can get behind that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this begs the question. Uh, of course, we're in the Thunderdome era, whatever the hell that means. And, you know, we know that WrestleMania 36 was filmed without a crowd. They filmed it in the dead of night. Now, to their credit, for an event with no crowd and no time to truly prepare, came off pretty well. Now, we talked about it last week. We talked about it last week, how we said that there's some of it that wasn't good at all. And other parts of it that were pretty good, like the Boneyard match, the John Cena Firefly Funhouse match, if you call it God, a match. Say that, I don't know. Say can that you call times. that a match? Say that five times. It's a Firefly Funhouse. I can't do it. John Cena Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> I cannot do it, Captain. <laughs> I don't have the power. No, I really don't. I can't, man. It's difficult. So when you think about it, I mean, they, that was like the first time. The first time they ever had to plan for no crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, fast forward, they've got a ton of experience behind them. Uh, you know, is there room for improvement? Of course. The Royal Rumble's coming. Is there, after the electricity we felt for Edge when he came out, and I think all of us would agree that with, with Edge coming back, that's probably the biggest pop we've heard at a Royal Rumble uh, in a long time. A long, long time. Is there a return that would be able to come close, if not surpass that? Ryback. I'm, I'm throwing you, it you're, out you're, right now. You're freaking killing me. <laughs> Ryback. <clears throat> and to quote Booker T, he didn't say that. He, <laughs> tell me he didn't say that. Ryback, yeah. really? Feed him more. Yeah, feed him more no, tacos. So, <laughs> I, you know, I honestly, so I think the Rumble, and we'll find out next week, is mm-hmm. one of the only few events outside of WrestleMania that is so dependent on the heat of the crowd mm-hmm. that I don't, I don't know how it's going to play out. Right? So we saw how WrestleMania was, right? Right. Now, under different circumstances, uh, WrestleMania could have been a pretty decent show. Although, I, you know, again, I said what I said last time. Or, you know. But, God, I, I mean, again, you don't, you don't have the long run. You don't have, you know, even in the third dome when, you know, if, I, I don't know who, uh, uh, who would have been, who could be, but all right. So the women's rumble, Ty Valkyrie, right? Possible. She just left impact. Uh, Dana and John's little girl. Yeah. I mean, that could yeah. possibly happen. So, I mean, 
what? So she comes out, and all you get are the looks, and you know the, you can watch them clap. You know of the hundred. <laughs> yeah, that would be difficult. TVs. I mean, you don't get the. I just I I don't know. This will be interesting. I'm not going to discredit it because again, I like the rumble, but it'll be interesting. I you know I, they need to come out with the Royal Rumble collection like they did the WrestleMania collection years ago. Oh, you mean on on like uh, DVD or Blu-ray? DVD, yeah. yeah. No, they need to put the WrestleMania collection back out too. I on think, DVD or Blu-ray. I think that the there's two events that I absolutely love every year. Um, and it's not WrestleMania, actually. It's the Royal Rumble, and it's usually SummerSlam. Because there's just... Well, and honestly, from 19 forward, I'd probably have to say Double or Nothing. Because both years, Double or Nothing has happened. It's been Double phenomenal. or Nothing? Yeah, AEW. Oh. I'm just okay. talking pay-per-views in general. But, oh, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, so, I mean, when I think about it, Double or Nothing has been stellar each time out. And so, I mean, I'd have to put that in the in my top pay-per-views pick right now. But the Rumble is always a big one for me. It's always been my favorite because it's such an era of unpredictability. Even when, like, when AJ Styles debuted, that's the year that it was Roman at number one, and if he got eliminated, he lost the belt. So when AJ comes out, to your credit, yeah, he his music hits, and Roman's like, who the hell is this? And we all were, like, losing it because as soon as we saw the hood, we're like, oh, my God, because we didn't know. This was one of those great secrets kept. And, um, you know, very similar to, like, the Hardys, even though that one wasn't as well kept. (laughs) We all had inklings that it was going to happen, I think, but still it was cool. Um, If this year, you know, because Edge, no one saw that coming. If this year had to bring one guy back, if it could be done... I mean, who who gets that? Who moves the needle? Ryback. I mean, I don't know why you're not listening to me. Killing me. You're killing me. Uh, God bless. So one guy out there who could, like, like change the course, huh? That could make people go, oh, oh shit! WWE is uh, they're they're serious. Oh, my God. Um, how, how much of a beating have they taken for just not listening to fans lately? I mean, they take it all the time. But really lately, the, the microscope has been super attentive on how bad Raw has been. Yeah. I don't, I, again, I don't think, I think if you care, then you would have tried to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I don't see a lot of fixing going on. So, um, especially on Raw, um, SmackDown's a little bit different, but so I, but I, I don't know if there is anybody out there. I, I mean, so there's no, to me, there's no legend, right? There's no legend out there that I can think of. Mm-hmm. No Hogan's, no Flair's, no Undertaker's, Michael's, Brett, Angle, Sting, you know, Triple H. There's nobody out there. Goldberg. There's there's another one, but let's bring him back for a title match. Hmm. Um, oh, you had to do it. You had to do it. Yeah, I had to do it. Yeah, so I don't think there's anybody out there 
like that mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, Edge, I don't think does it because you did it last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Samoa Joe, I don't think does it. Um, now, you maybe some of the NXT one night call ups. Um, might would possibly spark a little bit for me. Uh, I can't think of anybody that may possibly be coming unless it's, uh, you know, there, there would have to be, I don't know, one, some crazy well-kept hidden, hidden secret. Well, and that's... No. That's where I think that there's there's one guy that could, if it moved the needle, I couldn't see it doing it very long. Well, and now I will say the women I think are different, but for the men, uh, I, I can't I can't think of anyone. Who do you got? Who you got? So for the guys, I think it's it it's a guy like CM Punk, but that's why I say the needle only moves for a short period of time because if you don't instantly put him in there to feud with Roman and head to the to Mania or head to Mania and face Drew. Both matches, I think, would be good. Um, I don't see that moving the needle. But what you need to do right now immediately, if we're really being specific, is you need to help Raw. So, Drew retains, and you get a CM Punk versus Drew McIntyre main event at Mania, I would be okay with that. Simply because I don't think anything matters anymore as far as, oh, the guy's been out for X amount of years. I mean, come on. It's Goldberg's been back what five times? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> but but again, the the reason he doesn't work is right. because the younger crowd who you cater to mm-hmm. has no earthly clue who he is, and it's a, that'll be the same thing for CM Punk. Well, especially at first, that's a good point because until you start doing like uh, memory packages like they do for Goldberg every time. Um, people are going to be like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is. So that's one reason I think it would be a short-term move the needle because some people will remember, you know, you, me, the, the diehards, they'll remember. But remembering doesn't make it a rating success. It doesn't make things, you know, automatically move and point in the right direction. It can help, you know, depending on what they do with them. But I don't see creatively that that company going through any kind of paradigm shift. Now, female-wise, you mentioned Taya Valkyrie, who actually, that could be a cool pickup. And they could really do a lot with her, especially in kind of a, um, a Rhea Ripley kind of role. Because I could see her kind of playing that kind of a role. I could see, honestly, Tessa Blanchard. And that would be a huge moment. And that would, if you did it right, that would move the needle for sure. I think again, short term. I think it depends on what they did with her long term. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but an, an event like the Rumble, you could even have the return of the man for a night. Oh my God! And I think that would probably send uh, those little faces. They'd probably all be spinning. <laughs> Can you see? You know, that'd be funny. 
So you get to finally get that pop you've always wanted in the Thunderdome, and it shorts out all the screens. Yeah. <laughs> they all glitch. <laughs> uh, I mean, again, so Tessa, Tessa would be good, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think she's been away long enough, and, you know, let's, let's uh, you know, maybe put a clause in a contract on them. That's behavior, that type of shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think WWE would do that. I think they would say, look, keep your nose clean, you're good to go. Yeah. But again, long term, and then then the other thing I think too with her, I don't know, I don't know outside of, you know, a few, Becky, Charlotte, and Asuka, uh, who really can hang with Tessa. So, I watched... Maybe... I I watched um, the Stone Cold podcast interview with Bailey. And he's taking a look at her career, talking to her about how these different steps felt to her and all that. And it made me think, I was like, you know, Bailey is one one of those performers that really doesn't get a lot of credit for being as good as she is. I don't know that she'll ever be in the same stratosphere, say, as, like, you know, Becky and Charlotte and Sasha. And it's not a dig at her. It's just they're just on a different level. Um, but I think she'd do pretty well with Tessa. I think if Tessa wanted to, she could very easily expose her. <laughs> Boy, yeah. But see, and that's, to me, that's the problem, though. Because if she, go, if she were to go WWE, and you're like, uh, you got to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Or you got to tone it down. You got to tweak this, or you got to do this, and then that's not Tessa no more. Right. That's true. That's true. It changes the fundamentals of who she is. Yeah, and even I mean that can even hurt Taya. I mean, so literally Taya's coming from what a lot of people have said is the strongest women's division in America, right? I would say so. On, on impact. I won't go the world, but I say in America, out of you know, it's it's the best one there is. Mm-hmm. And Taya, I mean, she held her own. And now you're gonna, you know, if she goes WWE, are they gonna have to slow her down some, or are they gonna let her Taya be Taya? So it kind of depends on the direction she takes. If with Taya, I could see her very easily going one of two directions, and it's not hard to do either one. She could very easily be just just as pushed to the backside as Dana Brooke is. That's not a dig at her again. This is more of a dig at creative, because I could see them doing that to her. Oh, hey, do me a favor. Go pose next to Mandy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus going to NXT and having just tremendous standout performances with Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm. I mean, the list goes on and on. My only problem with that is, so NXT is stacked. Oh, yeah. The main roster, I think, needs uh, fresh faces, fresh talent. Mm -hmm. And I think there are certain people that should probably get a a pass and and skip NXT altogether Mm -hmm. um, and go right to one of the main rosters. Kind of like what they did with AJ, right? So AJ yeah. comes out, 
boom, skips it. You know, whereas a lot of the rest of them have had to put in six months or whatever before going up. But I think you're at a point now where you need help, especially on Raw, and you need it now. You well, need some fresh faces. And you need an influx of energy. You need not just fresh faces, but you need an energy level boost. You need somebody that can step in and raise, elevate the talent level of other people. Kind of like Kofi Kingston does when he's there. You know, when he's in the ring with people, he elevates those he's in the ring with. And that has always been a testament to his ability. But you really don't have, outside of Drew McIntyre, because I believe he does that, you don't have a lot of people that do that. AJ does. Um, Jeff Hardy did at one point. I don't know if he does anymore. Um, Elias doesn't. Um, Bobby Lashley does not. The Hurt Business does not. Even though MVP sure does know how to bring out the fire of a good guy. Um, I will say that. I like... I don't like that they dropped Matt Riddle's first name because I still think that positioning is ridiculous. Um, But if there's a guy that can get Matt Riddle to behave as if he's got some kind of anger, some some energy, uh, MVP has pulled it out of him. And it has worked on television for the past few weeks. Now, he's never going to beat Bobby Lashley, at least not the way they position him right now. There's just no way. It wouldn't make any sense. We'll put it that way. Um, But there's there's only but so many things you can do. And here's the thing. So we talked about how Raw desperately needs something to move the needle, and it does. But NXT is also kind of in the crosshairs. And this is something that we just found out about, what, Friday, Saturday? Um, NXT, apparently their deal with USA is expiring in October. I mean, it's months away. We got time. But if that's on the horizon, uh, you better start paying attention. Because if you start losing television outlets, you can go back to the network, and I still contend that that might be a smart idea. Um, That takes some exposure away. Uh, So I would not be shocked unless there is some crazy deal. Mm Mm-hmm. Where, you know, USA says, well, if you're going to resign, you're going to do to NXT what you did to SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know, and, and pull some craziness. Um, I'm not sure it helps. Um, I mean, literally, there are times you don't even rank in the top 50. You know, in, in as far as demographics, and I mean, there are times even with your audience size, you haven't even ranked, mm-hmm. and that's not good when you don't. I mean, when you're not even in like the top fifty, um, you know, companies they pay, and they're looking for certain things, and you know as well as I do, I'm sure Vince sold them a bill of goods, not realizing, you know what the buzz saw that he was going to run into. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's me, right, whether I'm Vince or whether I'm USA, I'm telling you right now, you're moving to Thursday. Okay. You're not occupying Wednesday anymore. 
And the reason why is because there's a buzzsaw. And what's interesting about this, and, you know, there are times AEW, their show is bleh. You know, it was bland, right? There's plenty of shows that they've had dynamite, and eh, they're just okay, right? There's nothing really to write home about. Matches aren't all that great. And, yes, I'm admitting it. You know, there are times it's almost like a, uh, 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 it's not a good episode, but yet when you get the numbers, there you know almost nine hundred thousand people watching, right? And you're like, what? This I mean, this sometimes it literally makes no sense to me as far as the numbers. And on the other hand, NXT will be high five hundreds, low six hundreds. Mm-hmm. Where the, and they put on a stellar show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't I don't know if there's anything NXT can do right now to compete with AEW. Because I don't think AEW has even hit their stride yet. Right? So because, again, they ran into COVID. COVID screws things up. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's talk of returning stars from Japan soon. Uh, you have the thing with Impact. There's possibly the thing, you know, there there may be some crossover with New Japan. I mean, AEW's got a lot of stuff that probably is very easily going to push them over a million. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think NXT is going to climb out of that hole on Wednesday. The smart move, move them to Thursday when everybody can watch them, and you'll see that number jump. Uh, it'll jump, but I think it only jumps to like 700. And I think that NXT has always been a niche audience. You've got a pocket of people watching it that really enjoy it. And NXT has been actually really good past few weeks. It's been pretty solid. But the people that aren't watching it are the same people that said, oh, never watch a WWE product. Okay, fine. But NXT is still putting on some quality programming, and their wrestling is still pretty good. Yeah, there's there's segments there that are absolute garbage. Like the the Johnny Gargano Christmas was horrible. I don't know who said, "Hey, this is a cool idea. Let's do this," but they need to be dragged outside and smacked because that's just stupid. <laughs> just put the wrestlers in the ring and just let them watch wrestling. Okay, can we just get past the the cartoon? I mean, we get enough of that. You know, we've got you've got your supernatural stuff with like Karrion Cross and Scarlett Pedrow, which hey, I'll always watch Scarlett. I will always watch Scarlet. That's true. But there's also times where, like, um, like with AEW, Brian kind of mentions it. There's times for me where I watch a Young Bucks match, and I'm like, what the hell is this all about? Like, wait, wait, wait. The segment where the Young wait. Bucks goes and beats up Don Callis? Wait. Uh, no. That wasn't, that wasn't a match, and yeah. it could have happened. It could have. It didn't. You it don't didn't. know. Did you not see his face? It was garbage. Did you not mm, stop anything garbage. the Young Bucks do? Anything oh, the Young Bucks do. Look, just because you got Cornette, a check coming Mr. from the Masseys. Mr. Cornette. <laughs> Mrs. Massey, he loves you. <laughs> stop, stop being a Cornette. <laughs> no, not a Cornette. Ah, oh, crap. I'm screwed. I mean, I get it. There's, there's, there's going to be guys that, like, for whatever reason, I'll never watch AEW. God bless WWE. Okay, for, whatever, man. Good. Good for you. <laughs> you know, do your thing. I'll never watch. 
Right, right. You know, I'll never watch AEW. That's all for. I'll never watch WWE. They're the they're the devil. Whatever, man. I don't care about either side because I think that's just dumb way of thinking. But I think NXT is always going to be niche audience because some bobblehead in the office still goes, "Well, it's not Hulk Hogan, so it's never going to sell." So they don't put the energy behind it. They don't put true promoting energy behind it. Triple H does, but everybody else behind him is like, "Nah, nah it's never going to work." And it's why they never get but any further than they are. They're doing good quality programming, but to your point, put them on Wednesday and we see the proof is in the pudding. It's the same people that were watching before all the time. That's well, what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that may be true, though, but I think you, will, you would get enough that, that would watch it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. That the number would rise. I'm not saying it'll hit a million, right? But I think you can at least get a respectable number out of it, and then the WWE can say, "Look, it is a success." Right, right, and then reposition it some other time. Yeah, would you? Yeah, I mean, so again, so the AW just seems to draw people in, no matter how good or how bad the show is. Right, the only time they really take a hit is like politics, right? Well, yeah, I mean when there's you know the debates or the inauguration, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, something crazy, and I mean both shows take a hit, but mm-hmm. that's really the only time you see the AW like get a, a bad hit, you know. And on the internet, you don't see a lot of talk from either. Um, company uh, for Wednesday night. If, if either one has a bad bad uh, night, you, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying. Yeah. So AEW, if they have a bad night, you don't see it. The NXT has a bad night, you don't really see it. So I think you have the fans. You just have to figure out how to get the fans from to you know how to get the fans that are watching AEW to watch NXT and the fans that are watching NXT to watch AEW. And again, I think the smart move is to move it to a different night. I've got it. I know how we do it. I know how we fix it. Okay. Every night, you play a game of where's Bernie, and you hide a Bernie Sanders somewhere around the ring. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It's either that, or you just show clips of Conor McGregor getting knocked out. All right, who was who's Cora Jade? Who was that? Cora uh, Jade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NXT, new NXT hire. They changed her name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Again with the name changes because you know they can't own you, so they got to own your names, I guess. Yeah, Weird. yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, I got to pull it back up. Apparently, she was supposed to have a match with Joey Janela, and the match got canceled. So we we were about to have a WWE AEW crossover. Oh wow! <laughs> and, and it got pulled. <laughs> Was that uh, Priscilla Kelly? Uh, no, I don't think that's Priscilla Kelly. Uh, I could be wrong. I think. Uh, Let's uh, see. Okay. No, Gigi Dolan is Priscilla Kelly. I got got it. Cora Jade is Elena Black. So, yeah, so we were close. We were, like, that close to having 
in one year, Impact crossover with AEW, AEW crossover with WWE. Maybe. <sighs> Damn you, COVID. I'd have been all right with that. I mean, it'd probably only be just because I want to see Joey Janela get smacked around, but that's okay. That's okay. Sometimes that's how wrestling is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, quick dip outside of wrestling. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeated Green Bay 31-26 to to advance to the championship, to the Super Bowl. This is uh, the first time that I can recall where an AFC quarterback has gone to the NFC and been on a Super Bowl team for both sides. Like, I, I know that quarterbacks have changed. We were talking about it before we went on the air today. Um you know, about quarterbacks that have changed roles, and I could think of a few that have gone in playoff teams, but never a quarterback that I could think of that went to the Super Bowl on both sides. I mean, again, there there might be somebody out there. Um, but, I mean, you're talking, what, how many years is Super Bowl? Uh, what's this, 55? 55, yeah. So you're trying to get me the? Uh, I I just can't do it. You can do it. You can do it, Brian. Think. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Play some blues, oh, blues. Sit down in your oh, thinking yeah, chair and I, think. I do have one. Oh no, he was Canadian. <laughs> oh. God dang it, Theisman. Theisman would have done it. He played uh, for the Canadian Football League. No. Uh, yeah. What happened? So, I think he was. Like tied in with the '73 Dolphins or something, but he went to Canada or something. Oh wow! He went he went somewhere. There was something with Thiesman, I think, or just missed it or something. Um, let's see if I can find it. Um, I thought there was something with him. Um, all right, let's go to Wiki. <laughs> Oh, reliable Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, reliable Wikipedia. Yeah, so Thiesman was selected 99th overall in the 1971 draft by the Miami Dolphins. Oh, wow. Uh, he was also drafted by the Minnesota Twins. After prolonged negotiations with the Dolphins failed, Thiesman elected to sign with Toronto Argonauts. Oh, okay. And so, had he been signed by the Dolphins, he would have been 73 and then... Oh, wow, the perfect season. Oh, no, is that the 72 Dolphins? 72. No, that, no 70, I think it's 73. Uh, again, my, so... That would have been something. Could you imagine that? That would have been a huge notoriety. Well. Notoriety for breaking a leg. <laughs> One of the most gruesome injuries ever to be replayed yeah. in the history of sports. Yeah, only for 30 years later it to happen again. And then two years later for it to happen again. <laughs> uh, hey. Get I, out of my face. Alex Smith, when, uh, when he came back this year, this season, to uh, play for the Washington Redskins after a life-threatening, not just career, but life-threatening injury. Um... He wins, uh, I believe he won the Walter Payton Award this year. Mm. Or was it just comeback of the year for NFL? 
may have just yeah, been come back. I don't, back th- I don't think it was Walter Payton. But uh, could, that's a guy that uh, he still wants. To, he wants to start next season. Well, I mean, I got no. Well, I guess we should wait and see how the quarterback is going to play out. Um, yeah, there's about to be a whole lot of silly season, like you would quote uh, for NASCAR, as there's going to be an NFL here with quarterbacks. Yeah, so I, I think we'll probably go back to the usual shenanigans. I think this year's uh, or next year, when uh, free agency hits, everybody will be watching the tracker. Whoa, bro! What are you doing? What are you call bro? What? Stop eating the mic! I'm sorry, man. I had to. I had to turn off a fan that I didn't know was on right next to me. I didn't know. Oh, she had to turn off a fan. Yeah. Like you have fans. Well, I mean, sometimes oh. I turn them on and sometimes I turn them off. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not saying, but I'm saying. If you think you got a fan, bro. I got lots of fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even your fans-only page has been terminated. It's, it's, it's only fans. But it wasn't terminated. It was just yeah, temporarily whatever. suspended, okay? They didn't whatever, tell me man. I couldn't post whatever. pictures of donkeys. I didn't understand that, you know? So, I'm a little upset. Oh, oh, you're a little upset. Okay. It's 9.40. 9.40. We've run the gambit tonight. We have. Except for one. What gambit is this? I don't know what you're talking about. How, how silly is this? What gambit? One. Pshaw. We don't skip things here. Oh, yeah? You skipped? Well, I, I wouldn't say skip because you're probably never going to be allowed lounge of private party <laughs> becoming what? What do they become? They have what become they the number one contenders to the Impact World Tag Team Championship as they will challenge the Good Brothers at, uh, what did they call this pay-per-view or this event? Um... I honestly don't know. It's a Supercard event they're going to do directly on Impact like they would normally do a regular show. Um, but it's going to be Private Party with Matt Hardy in their corner. The iconic Matt Hardy. Although some would call him a dirty carny. Don't tell him that. He doesn't appreciate that. Uh, but the iconic Matt Hardy will be in their corner as they challenge the Good Brothers. Um... That was certainly a surprise this week from Impact, where Tony Khan and Jerry Lynn are at ringside, and uh, we get, I guess, uh, more of the crossover. So, Brian, your question originally was, how do they keep the crossover going? Well, here you go. There's your answer. Surprise! (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to say that was truly a surprise. Yeah. I didn't see that coming, especially with Private Party. I did not see that coming. I saw, I mean, I think me, you, and Rob all saw one of Impact, you know, turning, playing for the other team, maybe, Mm -hmm. but not, not, not Jerry Lynn getting involved and helping to win. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping that if at all possible, if Jerry Lynn is help is healthy. Then if we could get one more match out of Jerry Lynn, that'd be awesome. 
because Jerry Lynn was a phenomenal performer. But if he does it, that's fine too. Don't want to go too far. But seeing seeing Matt Hardy come back to Impact and then publicly call them out for having rescued the company from the depths of hell, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, that one really surprised me. And it was a, a good surprise. I was happy to see him be given basically carte blanche. Hey, just go out there and say what you want to say kind of thing. Yeah. So the only, the only issue with this for me is I don't, I don't think there's an end game. You know, you know, I don't think private party beats the good brothers. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, let me ask you a question. I'll ask you this, my friend. Has there ever been an end game when it comes to impact wrestling and how they book? Well, yeah, but I, I mean, literally, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm, I think I'm like, hey, um, so let, uh, you know, sitting at the table, talking to whoever, they're like, hey, why don't you bring a tag team? I think I'm like, okay, I got the perfect one. I think I'm bringing FTR. Well, where, yeah. where there would be a little believability that it could happen, where there is such huge star potential, and uh, I think I drive more buy rates that way. Don't get me wrong; I, I think Private Party and the Good Brothers might possibly uh, get some buy rates. And I don't think it'll, it's over yet. I think there's more coming. But I think I want to put my best foot forward. But who knows? Maybe it carries on further than, was it April? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that April is their next actual pay-per-view event. That's right. Yeah. So with the big old Kenny Omega sign right prominent in the middle. So with that... You know, Don Callis this past Wednesday says, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take Kenny and we're gonna let him focus on other things for a while." Like openly to say that for me was like, "Damn, okay." <laughs> he just said, "No, no, we're not coming back. <laughs> we we don't have a reason to come back for you people." Is basically what it, way he put it. Um, it says that he's gonna do that, but they'll be back when it's their time, when they're ready. So seemingly the storyline was over. But that's where the Good Brothers are out there in the middle of the ring. And, Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong. This was at the beginning of the show um, where the Good Brothers are basically talking about, hey, we don't have any challengers. There's nobody left. And that's where we get uh, Chris Saban and James Storm, which could be an interesting tag team. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. Um, We get, uh, uh, shoot, there's another tag team I'm, I'm trying to think of. Who was it? Private Party. What, wasn't there another one involved, too? Oh, okay. Well, my bad. So that's when, you know, they kind of basically push Chris Saban off and are like, no, we're good. We don't, we, you know, we're not going to give you a title shot. And suddenly Matt Hardy comes out and it's, we get to the title or we get to the, the, the match to decide the number one contender. And Private Party, you know, at this point, Private Party is still a good guy tag team. We've got no reason to believe that they would do anything dastardly or underhanded. Um, so Jerry Lynn gets involved, which was unexpected, and causes causes a private party to gain the victory. Then on the following night, we see Matt 
again, in the ears of private party, telling them, hey, what, by any means necessary. And he grabs, I think it was uh, Isaiah Cassidy, by any means necessary, like literally yelling in their ears. And sure as, sure, sure as hell, they win their matchup after walloping one of them with a chair. So, private party, turning their backs on the fans to win matches no, with I, chairs. It's too early for that. Plus, uh, you know what's going to eventually happen. Jeff will probably leave the WWE, go to AEW, reform the Hardys, and then private party's going to be like, wait a second, bro. Uh, you've been trying to hoodwink us this whole time. We're not falling for it no more. And they'll be good guys. I don't think I don't think they're really going to be that much bad guys. Not with that much. That makes no sense. I don't think they're going to be bad guys for long. They'll be uh, what's the word before? Um, tweeners. No, not tweeners. They'll be like sympathetic bad guys. You know what I'm saying? Like they're forced like, to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like it's in their contract or something. Well, if anybody has mastered the art of the deal, negotiating contracts, it would be that of Matthew Hardy. Uh, you know, renting out <laughs> uh, executive VP rooms, then uh, telling them that they have to pay, what did he tell them, $1,000 a week? Yeah, oh yeah, he is definitely, uh, and he gets to keep the key. Right, right, yeah, and then he changed the locks for the last week, which I thought was, like, damn, that, that's serious, man, he changed the locks? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's into it. I. So is he just Matt Hardy, or is he like something? Does he have like a nickname? This this persona. So this one is like basically Big Money Matt. This Big is the Matt. iconic Matt Hardy, Big Money Matt. Gotcha. So we've got you know Team Extreme Matt Hardy. We've got uh, Broken, Matt Hardy. Version 1. v one And now we've got Big Money Matt. Yeah, there's probably more out there, too. I will say this. I, I feel like the Young Bucks are, are, are taking jabs at us fans that get tired of seeing them get treated like stupid good guys. What <laughs> do you mean? Wait, so... On this most recent edition of Being the Elite, where they get duped by Matt Hardy... And I think it was Nick Jackson, like, I'm, I'm so tired of being made up to look like the stupid good guy. The stupid baby face. <laughs> he literally says it in the middle of the show. And it's like, ah, quit it. You're making it impossible to, to not like you guys. So I did listen. So whatever brainwashing the, the, the Bucks are doing to you, Johnny, come lately. Um, <laughs> you should probably go back and and watch like older uh, episodes because they've been doing that stuff all along, whether you pick up on it or not. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. they, they, they'll take jabs at the business. They'll take jabs at certain people. They'll take jabs at the fans. You know, it doesn't matter to them, that, you know, again, take, cause in, in the long run, it's entertaining. So. Take jabs at, you know, podcasts that, you know, give ideas and suddenly they show up on television. You know, it's just crazy what they, what they do. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Hi, Nick. Yeah, really. Yeah. Hi, Jericho. We know you're listening to the right demo now, god in Tampa. He's he just threw his bottle of wine. <laughs> How do they know? 
<laughs> oh, we damn. know. <laughs> yeah, damn that corner to corner. <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it hadn't been for you and your pesky dog. <laughs> but but we don't all have dogs. Shut up! Okay, I'm sorry. You just made the list. Do you not, do you not know the Scooby-Doo reference? I, I do. I do. I think oh, everybody oh over God. the See, age of I don't know twelve. This is this why this is why the Bucks take shots at you. They take shots at you. No, not me. You're who they make fun of. You know that. Right? You, you. They tell you to type harder on your keyboard, Brian. You. They're mocking you openly. You. <laughs> They're like that, Brian Taylor. He's a real excellent guy. No. They love me. You know what we're going to do this week? We're going to tease Blood and Guts, and we're not going to do it. We're not. They, they love me. I wonder how that would have turned out. I wonder if they'll like uh, give up their original plans for Blood and Guts. Yeah, I think at this point that's probably gone. I, I think they they had an idea in mind. It was perfect for the feud between the elite and the inner circle, and then when all that kind of fizzled out, you know, they did the stadium stampede anyway. Yeah, I, I don't think it's gone. I just think the original... Oh, I think the, the match itself will happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, nobody has the market cornered on two rings with a cage. Sorry, you can call it whatever you want. You ain't got to call it War Games. Yeah. We'll yeah, call it War you, Games because we're not stupid, but, you know. Yeah, especially if you put a lid on it like it's supposed to have. It's just like War Games, only different. And if you leave the cage, you get disqualified immediately. Okay? <laughs> That's what we'll do. All right? <laughs> that was the stupidest rule change I've ever seen. I'm like, you've got hell in the cell for crying out loud. You can't put a roof on a smaller cage. Oh, that's probably what they think the problem is. Oh my God, if we put a lid on this, they're just going to look just like a hell in the cell match. Uh, it was <laughs> first, duh. Yeah, duh. So, but you know, you know, hey, leave it to Stanford. Well, I mean, you know. I don't like to brag, but they call me every now and again. They, uh, oh, oh, you meant like Stanford, Connecticut. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. They don't call you nothing. No, no, they just do like they've done many times before and steal from me just like they stole from you. It's okay. It's all right. It's just what it is. <laughs> all right, so favorite moment of the week, Brian. What was your favorite moment of wrestling this week? Well, uh, favorite moment of wrestling. Um, I don't know, man. I'm old. <laughs> I have memory lapses. Um, okay. Well, I, mean, Although I, I will tell you, though, that I did watch an episode of Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Hey, hey, it's making a comeback. Uh, probably not. No, it's actually old information, but it's okay. <laughs> What's old information? Uh, championship Wrestling from Hollywood is still kind of uh, stuck in some kind of random-ass limbo because they can't seem to figure out what they want to do with the program. Oh, yeah. So I, I think they definitely uh, would benefit from an audience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to, uh, to get into. I mean, Impact has done it for so long, we're kind of used to it. I think to start off or to reboot without an audience does make it more difficult. Yeah, and and you know, again, I'm just trying to learn um, talent right now. So mm-hmm. um, I'll watch it again. We'll see what's shaking. 
So is there a, a company right now that has kind of a diamond in the rough that you think will come out and surprise us before 21 is done? What do you mean? Talent-wise? Yeah. Who's that? Who's that? Who's the next up-and-comer, man? Who is the hot the hot commodity? Oh, I know. I gave you Hobbs. Last Hobbs. Year. Hobbs. Okay, so so Hobbs, you still No, that confident. was last year. Yeah, yeah. See, Stop, that's what man, I'm trying to say. You just let me talk. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I'm confused. You want me to let you talk or you don't know? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Um, God, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's going to have a breakout here. Wrestling is, um, when, there's, when there's no crowd, it makes it difficult to really predict. Because when there's a crowd, you can kind of predict. You can see who's kind of getting a swell of response. You could see, like, oh, wow, look, that popularity for Elias is really picking up. Or, you know, Ru- M- Miro is really getting over with his new his new character, which I don't think he is. I, I think the <laughs> I think the rebuild's a little bit in a halt right now. The butler gimmick is uh, one weekend and already tired. Mm, yeah, but uh, I think, I think, I think, I think you have to... Ooh. Uh, there they are. Tasha Steeles and Kyra Hogan. Um, I think in that, you just have to look at it for what it is. They, you know, uh, what's his name's out? They need something for Taylor to do. And, uh, look at the long, look at the, look at the end game. End game. Well, I mean, hey, if, if rumors are to be believed, Brian. And you know how strong that rumor mill is. It's very, very strong. I don't have to tell you how strong that rumor mill is, but it is indeed very strong. There's a prevailing theory right now that we're going to see Ryback. Mm, I'm not even entertaining this. Shut up. I picked up a wrench. <laughs> I figured I'd try it again. I figured we'd do a time warp, see if I could go back in time and say it again, see if it got no. No. There you I, go, fans. I, I tried. I will put this on a drone and send it your way. And all you'll hear is the knock at the door and it's <laughs> joking. Boom. Pizza man. However, what? we can talk about how AEW supposedly filed a trademark. Ah, uh, yes. The trademark. For, for a certain name. Battle of the Belts. So, in a in a unique twist of fate, sorry, Matt Hardy, I'm gonna have to borrow that from you. In a unique twist of fate, as it stands right now, there is works being done for AEW to trademark Battle of the Belts, and it's not just for a DVD release or anything like that. They're saying it's for actual events. So yes. this could be. Brian, we, we could be actually seeing the beginning. I mean, we've already seen, I think, some of the beginning. But the actual beginning of title-for-title title type supercard matches. Well, no. So, with the Battle of the Belts, it was more of like uh, an individual company put on a match. Mm-hmm. And there were multiple independent, or multiple individual companies. Right, so I'm looking at 
February 9th, 1985. Okay. Championship Wrestling from Florida. NWA was the promotion. NWA Battle for the Belts. Held at Tampa, the Sun Dome. And so we have uh, matches from NWA Florida, AWA, and then NWA uh, with Flair as a champ. So it was probably uh, the Crockett's. Mm-hmm. Um, I Nick definitely Bockwinkle. wasn't when Jim Hurd was there. Yeah, Nick Bockwinkle. I think he was AWA in 85. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have matches from the AWA, NWA. I'm not sure where the other two matches come from. Um, so I think that's more of the idea for that type of show. Anything Battle of the Belt. So so you have like AW, Impact, NWA, mm-hmm. maybe New Japan. And there's no real crossover other than you know, if the bullet club gets involved or something, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. there would be, you wouldn't get Omega versus Okada for the AW title unless Okada was, um, signed to AW. but you might get, um, Omega versus Moxley in, you know, some, um, some type of match and, Okada versus Naito in another, and Aldis versus, oh, I don't know, um, Anderson. You know, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you may get that type of mix up for a Battle of the Belts. Now, I do think we'll have the super shows uh, where you'll probably get the crossover, but uh, I think the, the Battle of the Belt concept will be. Again, to showcase the company's talents. So champions uh, defending against uh, in in brand contenders. Yeah, that, like that's, a super card event. Yeah, I, I mean technically it's a super card, but yeah. you won't have crossover. It's not like um, who was it? Uh, who did Bachwinkle face? Uh, uh, Lawler, Lawler? Was it yeah, Lawler? I think it was Lawler. Yeah, when they were in two different companies, you you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll get some of those, but I think uh, the Battle of the Belts will just simply be to showcase talent, right? More than anything. But again, it's still a cool concept. I mean, who who wouldn't want to see that on the pay per view? I think that there's a lot of of mileage that we could get out of Ring of Honor, NWA, Impact, and AEW all working together. Not to mention, I mean, New Japan, it goes without saying. I think that's kind of obvious. If if we could see a working agreement between those two brands by themselves, that'd be huge. Yeah. I, I think it's coming, again, because you have uh, Kenta and Moxley. Uh, I think, again, right now the problem is more Mm -hmm. COVID-related. But uh, hopefully those restrictions will be letting up if everything goes right. You know, within a matter of months, I can hope. 
especially with the vaccines starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can move past this. I think once, you know, everything opens up, I think then you'll see a working relationship with AEW New Japan mm-hmm. and Impact. I mean, uh, you know. So there's, there's a follow-up uh, to the release and the departure from Impact Wrestling for Ethan Page. Uh, last week, we talked about how really just bad the Karate Man segment was. Um, and I gave him hell about it. I really did. Yes. I made sure it was, was known that I did not appreciate that Page even said yes to that. But apparently, once the position was made to go ahead and do the Karate Man segment, this came from Don Callis directly. So apparently Don Callis basically told him, look, we're not going to give you a match against Josh Alexander. We're not going to do an aggressive split. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do the Karate Man because that's what we want. And so he does his part. He does his, his part in that cinematic. And then they basically refuse to send him the final cut. So he doesn't even get a chance to see it before it airs. Now, this was we knew this last week as far as he didn't see the final cut. But to position him that way and tell him, look, we're not even going to give you a chance to depart on something that would make sense. Instead, we're going to actually just say, eh, we're going to make your, your, your exit a comedic one, and that's just because that's what we want. That's not a good way to do business. That's definitely not a way for, especially a guy like Ethan Page, who had helped the tag division alongside Josh Alexander so much in Impact in the North. Um, I just don't agree with that that way of treating him. And, and I don't have to be an Ethan Page fan to recognize that's just a shitty way of doing business. Yeah, and uh, that's what I told you could have happened. But you got all up in your little feelings. I didn't get up in no feelings. Oh, you got up. You don't talk about my feelings, mister. <laughs> but again, so here, here's a, here's another example of what quite possibly could or couldn't be a work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so again, I, you know, I brought, uh, when we discussed it, I said it could be this. Mm-hmm. Turns out it could be this, but in the other hand, it could all be smoke and mirrors too. Right. So they, they, you know, you haven't really seen talent just obliterated like that in a long time, right? Because <laughs> I mean, literally they, killed off. Yeah, they literally, like, literally killed the dude, right? I mean, they did push Mickey James in front of a train. Uh, but yeah, but uh, to me, that's a little bit different than this, uh, cause this, they just all around, you know, but anyway, so the impact verse, it's a multiverse yeah. of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Who's to say though, that, you know, he has either re-signed or maybe he's with a W and he'll be what appears to be the savior and he turns out to be a plant or something. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. We end up seeing a furthering of the storyline between Impact and AEW. You know what? Oh, yeah. I'd be yeah. okay with that. Yeah. I, I, again, who's to say, right? Who, mm-hmm. Who's to say? Because you could, in the world of wrestling, 
where there are so many handshake deals, mm-hmm. right? And I cannot, for the life of me, understand how companies have not been screwed over more with these handshake deals than, you know, or haven't taken advantage of these handshake deals. Yeah. Um, but you could very easily have Paige handshake, you know, the story he handshaked Tony Khan. And next thing you know, he's on a pay-per-view and he's supposed to be AEW. And he turns out costing, you know, helps the Good Brothers. Right. Private party or something. You know what I'm saying? So, who knows? Um, again, I, I mean... God, I just don't know if I could treat a former employee like that. I mean, it's just, look, it's one thing to say, look, you don't get a say as to how you're leaving. We're, you're done. Goodbye. But to, like, take him and to basically murder him in a segment, it's just like, uh, wait, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did a lot for that company. It's not exactly like he was a not a model employee. Um the North single-handedly reinvigorates uh, tag, tag team, team wrestling, wrestling for Impact. For Impact, yeah. Um, and, and you don't have that if you don't have Josh, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. You don't have an interest in FTR versus the North or the Bucks versus the North or the New Day versus the North, whoever. You don't have that unless you have Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. Um, yeah. and, 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 go ahead. You know, Ethan Page would be the perfect one for this to be a work to come back and be like nanny nanny boo boo stick your head and doo doo cause yeah. I just fooled all of you mm-hmm. you know to pull off the old you people are so stupid bit I don't ball fag well me buddy yeah but I mean Paige would be Ethan would be perfect for it so. wow you know I, I could see him doing that I mean that that does seem like something that he would do and that'd be okay. I mean, it, it would at least be different, you know, because right now what we're what we're begging for in wrestling is something, please, anything different, you know. No, well, that's you begging, because you know you're in limbo, bud. I'm in limbo. You're in limbo. Yeah, you're in limbo status. Limbo status. Your is that like how low company, can I go? Or no, your favorite company is rejecting you. Oof. Now you're trying to get it on somewhere else and they don't want me it's and they don't want you yeah it's always the bridesmaid never a bride <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey i can i can see why you why you would say that i mean here's the thing it, it's tough man you 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 get used to what you, you love what you love right the heart wants what right. the heart wants and right. and then you start seeing well maybe the heart does want that but it's really bad for me It'll give me cavities. It's going to give me cancer or whatever the case may be. You know, it's going to screw me up. But even though, you know, we think they might change. They could change, Brian. They could yeah, still change. They, could, they really they loved me. They might. They might. <laughs> but as so as we move further down the line, mm-hmm. you know, all that crap I've been talking about, you know, they could shut the door. Right. They could not I mean, it's literally unfolding in front of you now. The crazy part of that is, and and I don't necessarily think that it's, all right, WWE is done for, but that's right. not a helpful thing 
to see uh, NXT, your your hot new brand, uh, has no TV home come October. That's not good. <laughs> right. And, and the network isn't going to save it because that's where it was on the network. Well, and that's the thing. Like, for me, I put it on the network because then I can control the narrative. Then I can say, oh, well, I've got 2 million subscribers watching it every month. Okay, great. Now I don't have to worry about the the smart marks that are saying, oh, well, Raw is just this and SmackDown is this. I don't have to worry about that because all i got to do is just say, oh, well, i got 2 million people that will watch it every month. Yeah, but uh, so wrestling fans are pretty smart. No, come on. Not like, come on. Not like, not like being smart marks or none of that crap. Smart people. And they'll see right through that. Because they'll be like, uh, you're crazy. Because when it was free on TV, you weren't even getting those numbers. But but the network. But the network. No. Mm-hmm. Can't and take that away. And then you get all the people being like, uh, I don't even subscribe no more. So then you're going to have to put up your numbers to begin with. All right, fine. Fine. Fine, fine. You've convinced me. Terrible idea. <laughs> Screw it. We'll do it live. But, I mean, you know, just it it's it's crazy to think that where we've come from. Mm-hmm. You know, where we're in the 80s, you know, the, the climb of the 80s into the peak of the mid 90s into the crash of the 2020s. That's a pretty good run. I mean, you know, there's worse runs for companies out there. You know, awesome yeah, wrestling entertainment. They lasted a good five years. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this this is almost like a, a plummet. Well, uh, that I it is. There, that it is. I guess, I guess there was a slight incline and then the plummet. But... Well, I, I still feel like, and I'll say this, if they ever were to close their doors, I'll say that going public, it shot them in the foot. Um, the moment you put your fate, your destiny in the hands of others that don't give a crap about wrestling is when your product just takes a, a nosedive. Because no. nobody nobody cares about your product the way you care about your product. You know what I mean? Hiring, what's their latest executive hire? It is, um, I can't remember the lady's name. But anyway, she wrote for Lifetime. That by itself should tell you, like, a lot. You got yeah, but, a, somebody from Lifetime writing your TV? The, uh, the, 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 what do you call them? Uh, the shareholders don't, uh, dictate that. That's just a hire that they made. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not like, uh, uh, executive officer or anything or whatever Vince would be. Well, so, this is just the guy. But again, I mean, why do you have so much talent that knows wrestling behind the scenes? But do we listen to them? Apparently not. Well, hey, at least they did listen to us in regards to Adam Pierce. Not that we don't love Adam Pierce, we do. But they did go ahead and do the old uh, card subject to change. And made sure. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't really happen, but it did happen. Yeah. All right. So uh, while, while we're while we're you know entertaining the rumble, do you have the lineup? Do you have the card? Let me grab. The I mean, we have fifteen lineup. minutes to discuss the rumble. Yeah. Give me a moment here. I'll pull that up. 
as I take a sip from my nice, tasty, cold beverage. Let's see here. All right. We'll go to the handy-dandy Wikipedia. So, as it stands right now, we have four matches. Okay. We've got Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. Boo. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Okay. The Women's Royal Rumble and the Men's Royal Rumble. That's what is confirmed so far. Confirmed entries to the Men's Royal Rumble. There's 12. Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, the former Mr. Money in the Bank, Otis, the current Mr. Money in the Bank, The Miz, who announced on TMZ that he was entering the Rumble, might I add. Uh, Jay Uso, Cesaro, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. By the way, Shinsuke Nakamura has his old theme music back. On the women's side of things, 12 entrants have been announced. Nia Jax, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan, uh, Ruby Riot, and Tamina. That's what we have confirmed so far. So why don't we start from the Rumbles and work our way to the title matches. Okay. Men's Royal Rumble. Of the 12 that we know, Daniel Bryan, Lashley, Styles, Randy Orton, and so on, any of them that you would pick to win? Mm, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I have to say I think that's a smart pick. I think that's what they're building towards. Yes. I think I think you're going to get the whole... It'll go back to the Rumble years ago mm-hmm. when Roman won, when Daniel Bryan should have won. Right, right. And I think that that's what we're going to see with with this feud. It's going to be at WrestleMania where Daniel Bryan actually gets one more WrestleMania main event before he finally retires on his own terms. And, uh, hey, I, I got to say kudos to him because this is a guy that has been um, really, really vocal about putting over talent rather than saying, I want to win all the time. Uh, he's working as a producer backstage. He is uh, positioning his possible opponents in a way where they look great in the ring. Although, I mean, come on. It's Daniel Bryan. It's not like they're going to look bad in the ring with him. It's it's really refreshing to see. And if if there's a fitting end to the the Tribal Chief, I think that'd be cool to do it, at, to end that at, at WrestleMania. It won't happen. You don't think so? No. Uh, so, I think Daniel gives them, unless there's some... Um, let me pull a um, main event megastar out of my pocket that I'm, you know, that I may not pick up on. I think Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns gives them a really good main event for WrestleMania. A very, a very strong main event. Let me rephrase that. Are you copying what? Are you writing down what I'm saying and then sending it somewhere? Uh, only to the WWE. Hey, Vince, he said a strong man. You, you bastard. Oh, Make him look I strong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, pal. So, 
But I think that gives them a very strong main event for WrestleMania. However, mm-hmm. if Daniel Bryan's career is starting to wind down, you should not give him the title. Not even as one of those, hey, one-night deals, because then that I think that takes away from Roman. You're on a good push with Roman. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't upset the apple cart until it's time. And 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 Roman losing for a week, two weeks, whatever, to me is, I don't think Daniel's the right opponent. I think Daniel's the right for WrestleMania, but I don't think he's right to win the title from him, if that makes sense. Hmm. Well, I think that with... With Daniel Bryan, they've got a guy that wants to do things his way, um, in a in a positive way. You know, he wants to leave on his own terms, but in the right way. And I feel like they have finally, um, they have finally gotten themselves to a point where it really makes a big difference for for whoever he's in the ring with. And that's why I said I could see the tribal chief. Um, kind of coming to a close at Mania, but I have to agree with you. They finally positioned Roman right. Why would you end it? <laughs> you finally got him where he should be in regards to his character. Um, why would you end that? So I, I don't disagree with you there. I think that... I don't know. I didn't really think of the one night, you know, he's champion and then loses it Monday or Friday or whatever. I guess for me it's more about what would... What would Daniel Bryan do? No, um... What would make, what would make sense, and from a, an aesthetic point of view, because that seems to be what they do with WrestleMania, you know, the, the storybook endings is what they seem to try to go for. Oh, I, I agree to some extent. However, again, so you have your your hottest heel, mm-hmm. one of your hotter baby faces, not like Supernova. Whereas I think Roman is Supernova right now. Right. But I don't think Daniel Bryan is super dope right now. And I would, to me, try, especially with this one, think ahead. Yeah. So, because you know the Friday Roman is going to come out. You know, the next Friday Roman is going to come out He's until he gets the, the next title shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of a short-term title uh, championship run when you're going to lose it back in the next Mm pay-per-view, right? And if you take it longer past that pay-per-view, I think Roman's heat starts to decline unless you really put a beating on Daniel Bryan. Well, I think that with with Roman Reigns, you have a guy that you can, if you continue to do it the way you're doing right now, um, you're positioning him in a way that's successful, um, but you're going to have to f- start looking harder for opponents because once you get to a certain point, kind of like kind of like what you ran into with him as a good guy. All right, well, he's already beaten this guy. Why would we put him back in there now? So you're going to have to find a way to do that. Yeah, but... Um... That's that's the problem they created. 
Right. Very true. Right. Because I've said it before, you created a monster. Right. Roman should have lost sometimes. Right. Should have mm-hmm. lost when sometimes he won. But again, unless you literally just have him beat the dog piss out of Daniel every week so that his heat stays nuclear, mm-hmm. and you build Daniel, and Daniel gets the sympathy heat, I, I think it takes away from Roman to have him lose it only to win it right back. Well, it definitely... I mean, if, it definitely takes away from him to do that in such rapid fire fashion. Yeah, if you were going to run it for four or five months, uh, maybe. You know, but if you're only running it for a week to the next pay-per-view, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a good idea for Roman to lose. So, which begs the question, could it be a guy like Big E? Could Big E be that, that next big star? Is he on SmackDown? He is. He is. Mm, yeah, then he could very easily do it. Um, you could turn, if you turn Shinsuke uh, to, like, full-on face, he could do it. That would be preferred, in my opinion. I think they missed the boat with him when they pulled him from NXT to SmackDown. They couldn't, they couldn't see, despite what everybody was telling them, that it made sense for Shinsuke Nakamura to be their main guy, to be a mm-hmm. top performer, top face, because he was just that popular. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's not like he doesn't have the credentials. Mm-hmm. It's not like he probably couldn't go, and him and Roman could probably put on great matches. Yeah. Um, but again, Shinsuke would have to be be face and. I think aren't they close to doing that in any way right at the moment? Well, that's what that's what they've basically done with that gauntlet match. They made Shinsuke basically a good guy. And Cesaro has basically taken the role of I'm his best friend, but I'm not really his best friend kind of thing. Like you're expecting him to turn on Nakamura soon. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is okay. At least we'll get good matches out of that. You hope? Well, I mean It'd be difficult to, to not have a good match between the two of them. Again, you hope, but, you know, sometimes <laughs> you don't always get what you wish for. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I wanted Shawn Michaels to beat The Undertaker twice, and it didn't happen. Twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, Roman is just, they, I think, they, they really backed themselves into a corner, I think, with him. Because you're really going to have to get somebody... Um, I mean, again, Daniel Bryan would be the perfect one to do it, but what's the long-term goal? Right, because if he's looking to retire, then why would you want to put a belt on him? Yeah, especially that belt. Although, if if your intention is to have Roman Reigns retire permanently, um, while I think that may sound great on paper in the long run I think is only going to hurt Roman that much more what retire Uh, the universal title no retire Daniel Bryan oh yeah I would not want to be positioned with that um reputation yeah um again while it would 
I think benefit Roman short term. I don't think it does anything for him long term. Well, no, because then you get to that point where when you want to turn him good again, because ultimately they will, um, he's always going to be the guy that retired Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I don't, I honestly, I think the best thing to do with him is just leave him heal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we all saw what happened when he was supposedly the company's biggest baby face. Mm-hmm. And look where that got you. I mean, I like what they're doing with the Tribal Chief. I think it's smart booking. I think having Paul Heyman in his corner, having him basically manipulate Jey Uso, like, you're going to do what I tell you to do if you want to seat at my table. That is smart, and and I like it. I like what he's doing. I just don't know. You mentioned it earlier. You know, the end game for Impact as far as their tag team thing with, with Private Party and the Good Brothers, there again, I don't know what the end game is here for the Tribal Chief. Like, you keep him as a bad guy, okay, that's fine, but what lengths are they going to go to next? And he, he's been hinting that he's got new music planned, he's got a new entrance planned, which would go a long way for helping to, to distance his character from what he used to be. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's just such uncharted water. Well, I don't know if it's uncharted water. I just... I think you just have to be careful that, uh, you know, it's two years down the road and he's still your champion mm-hmm. because you just don't have anybody capable of right. taking the title because you created that. You booked yourself into a corner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, let's see. He's a good guy, but they're booing him. Let's, he's got to, he's got to win this match. Uh, you know, you do that a hundred times and he just can't lose. So let's, let's go ahead and take a look at the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, of the 12 that were mentioned, Tamina, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Alexa, Peyton Royce, Dana Brooke, uh, let's see here, Mandy Rose, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Nia Jax. Any of those 12 that you would think would win? Did you say Lacey Evans? No, she's got a hotel room with Rick Flair. Oh, well. Have you seen that storyline at all? No. It's garbage. Well, I've seen bits and pieces, but yeah. It's garbage. I don't think it's the first time they've done something similar. Um, The funny thing is listening to Charlotte make fun of Lacey for basically being, you know, just like every other (laughs) ring rat. (laughs) It's like, Jesus, that's a bit much, but okay. Um... Uh, I guess, well, you you picked first. I'll pick first on this one. I think it's going to be a surprise, a surprise entry that wins it. Um, who that is, I'm not sure. We talked about it earlier tonight. Maybe Taya, maybe Tessa. Um, hell, maybe maybe somebody we haven't thought of. Maybe somebody that's just under the radar just enough. Um, but I think it'll be somebody we completely would be completely unexpected. Hell, maybe it's Scarlet. I don't know, but I think it's a surprise entrant that we wouldn't see coming. Whoa, whoa, bro. You ain't got to yell. Oh, okay. You, you started. I, uh, I, yeah, I thought yeah, of the smoke show. Start. I got a little excited. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think this is a, this, this will be a surprise. And again, my money would probably be on Becky. See, the recent picture of Becky, I don't know that she looks like she's in bad shape or anything, but... 
It just makes me wonder, is she in ring shape? Is she ready? But then again, we don't know how old that picture is. And that's the that's the joy of the rumble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It certainly is. So, I mean, <laughs> hey. Get, uh, Becky, you're number 30. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. One person in the ring. Yeah. So, and all you got to do is clothesline her over and you're going to WrestleMania. You don't even have to run. Just duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, we got the men's. We got the women's. All right. So, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens in a last man standing match. Um, you go first on this one. I, I mean, this is, uh, I think, elementary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Roman keeps it. Uh, again, I, you know, I think the collision course is at WrestleMania. Yeah, they've, they've done a great job with the buildup of this feud, though. Uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns have had a great back and forth. Fridays is Monday is basically the new Monday night for WWE. They're doing great mm. on SmackDown. Um, I have to agree. I think Roman wins. Although, I think this could be match of the night. I think this could be match of the night for them. Well... Yeah, but so right now the only competition it has is I know. That's why I said it now. <laughs> Which is where we bring ourselves to I guess what'll be the main event. It's gonna be Goldberg and Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship. I'm still absolutely mystified as to why we're seeing this, but it's happening. Uh and here's the thing. Part of me and this is going to hurt to say it, part of me thinks Goldberg's going to win this. And they're going to make his ass go to WrestleMania so that The Fiend can beat him. Now, I'm okay with The Fiend getting his win back, if that's truly the plan. But what a shitty way to do Drew McIntyre. Just just absolutely awful. So, would it surprise you that... Uh... I, too, am under the impression that uh, Goldberg is going to go to WrestleMania as a champion. No, because unfortunately, I think with WWE, and this is probably why prediction leagues don't list WWE's shows, um, frankly, because the writing's on the wall. And it's just so sad because Drew has done nothing but carry this company on his back in the middle of a pandemic. He's done so much for them. If there's a guy that truly deserves to have that belt at WrestleMania and defend it, um, it's true. And that's that. maybe that's a little bit of a mark statement for me, and I'll, I'll take it. I'll say, okay, fine. But the bottom line is, is he's carried your company. He's done everything you've asked him to do, and he deserves an opportunity to represent your company as champion at the next WrestleMania. Yes, but, however, comma... What did they do last year? Hmm? What was um, the, uh, before, or what was the plan? I guess I would remember what the plan was. So last year the plan was Goldberg and Roman. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't do that. So you could they unify the titles? No, 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 no. But I'm just talking about Goldberg, right? Right. Sometimes they feel that they have to dust the legend off because it's going to bring in ratings. Well, um, okay. I and guess. <laughs> as he 
world champion, you're the captain of the ship. Right. And your primary focus is to keep ratings up. And don't get me wrong, I like Drew McIntyre. However, I think he pays because the ratings are down. And they will put it on Goldberg because they think they're going to spike them until they can do whatever dastardly plan they have in store for Raw. You know, you're probably right on that. You're probably right because WWE, when when the rumor came out that USA Network said, hey, we want something gritty, we want something more adult, then all of a sudden it was like, oh, maybe WWE's going to do something risky. Now instead, they pulled back Legends, and we got, we got IRS sitting ringside during a WWE title match, which I still think is comical, but whatever. Um, no, what I... What I find comical about R- IRS is his autograph is simply IRS. <laughs> it's all right, man. He didn't know it was you. If he had known it was you, he'd have been like, screw you, and then pay your taxes, and then IRS. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, why can't it be Erwin R. Scheister or whatever it is? IRS, that's it. That's just I mean, too much I, work. I, I, how do I even know it's his? Right? I have no... <laughs> that's the thing. You really don't. I know that's the you problem. You really don't. <laughs> even even with the official stamp, I have no guarantee that right, some right. kid didn't write IRS on there and then stamp it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us for this week. We are. Uh, for, I would not want to end our show without saying that our thoughts are with our our brother Rob. Um, he's he's got some stuff going on, and, and I just want him to know that if he's listening, that we're with you, buddy. And if there's anything we can do, we can help you out. Let us know. Um, thoughts, of course, go out to Porkchop Johnson and his family. Um, UCW will be releasing a package of uh, Porkchop Johnson matches and some videos, some testimonials from friends and colleagues. Uh, we will hope to have that available I don't want to say too far, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say hopefully within the next couple weeks because it's gonna take me a little time to put it put it on. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be weeks, it be days. Uh, uh, okay, sure. Good luck on that. Um, it's easy. Cut it and put it in. We'll see. <laughs> I'll be. I'll get it done. I will get it done. I promise you. I'm just. I don't want to over overcommit. <laughs> I'll have it done tomorrow. Uh, hey, Stan, where is it? Uh, <laughs> Where's what? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just glad it's you. My computer's on the fridge. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. How can be? I can see you doing air quotes. It's on the fridge. <laughs> no, it won't cut on for nothing. Damn it. Uh, but we will be back uh, next week um, for the Royal Rumble. We'll be uh, doing our hilarity all two hours, all for you. Yay, maybe we'll run it a little long. Well, no, because the Rumble has been, or all pay-per-views have been ended early, so yeah. we might get lucky and get it in there. Well, I figure if we start at our normal time of 8.30, then, yeah, we should be able to be there for the ending. So we might run a little long, depending on if they run over, but we'll see. Um, well, if it's only four matches, too. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. 
one of their biggest match air events of the year. It's four matches. We're good. Vince shows up. Everybody's in the rumble. Wait, what? You're there in the crowd. No, you with the camera. Get in there. It's my big chance. No, it's not. Hey, for the record, hashtag, I'm in the rumble. (laughs) We should have talked about that. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Hashtag, I declare myself in the rumble as well. Yes. So there you go. (laughs) The corner to corner guys are now officially in the rumble. That's right. We could do it. We could win. We could main event WrestleMania. That would be so funny if he called up and said, hey, you're in the rumble, huh, kid? I'd be like, uh, that was Stan? I'd <laughs> be like, oh, that was Brian. <laughs> it was Rob. <laughs> yeah, where's Rob? That was Rob. He's such a kidder. <laughs> All right, you can catch up with Brian at STRCP21 on the Twitter bot and Brian Taylor on Facebook. Catch up with me at Stan Grupp everywhere. And then, of course, the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, C2C c2cradioshow.com and newattitudemedia.com Thanks again for listening and we will see you next time right here on Corner to Corner. Have a great night everybody and a good week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.